Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, the podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad, and I have with me Father Rich Miserandino. Welcome back to Catholic Bites. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you, and it's great to be here again. And Father Rich, uh, what some people might not know about you, we've done podcasts on science in the past with you, and that's been really cool. But what some people might not know is that when you went to undergrad, you double majored or dual degreed in like physics and saxophone, right? From like the Eastman School in Rochester? Yeah, um, I was actually like the nerdy version of Batman. So I had like my secret identity and my real identity. (laughs) And so by day I was a physicist and I pushed electrons around. But by night um, I was a saxophonist. I went to the Eastman School of Music, studied music. And I used to practice for four hours a day, believe it or not. Um, (laughs) As a priest, I don't quite have that time. Yeah, But, you know, one of the things that I, I've, I've tried to do is tried to keep it alive, so to speak, to practice as much as I can. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I guess I wanted to talk about today was, th- as I've been reflecting on this, and I've been trying to get my chops back up. Um, because- I love, so but, but pause right a second. I love that, like, chops is a technical term for, for those kind of instruments, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, like yeah. that, I, that it's, it's like stuff in baseball. Like, I just love how it's a, tech, it's a technical term. Anyway, continue. Well, there, there's all sorts of nerdy terms and all sorts of insider knowledge. But that, I mean, that's part of it that like there's its own lingo, right? Yeah. Um, anything worthwhile has its own lingo. But <laughs> yeah, so like this year has been COVID and I've sort of been, you know, not practicing as much as I should. And that's like it gets you, you don't get like flabby with like saxophone, but you do get out of shape in a certain mm-hmm. sense. And so I'm trying to get my get my get myself back into shape so I can play with the band I play in again and it leads to actually a lot of uh fruitful reflection and prayer because you know in a a real way there are so many I want to write a book someday about um how the life of somebody playing in a band parallels the church and the life of like the growth and faith Mm -hmm. and virtue that happens in the church and like I've had numbers of conversations with this uh with my friends and it's kind of surprising how many close parallels there are. I think the most basic just to sort of start is just learning an instrument and like learning to grow in virtue and growing in faith. Mm -hmm. And like, how does that happen? Like what, what somebody might ask me, like, how do I learn the clarinet or how do Mm -hmm. I learn the saxophone? And you can give them all sorts of books and things like that. And it's important to form the intellect, but um, much like growing in virtue, uh, playing, the saxophone, you, you just kind of have to start doing it. Mm-hmm. Like Aristotle and St. Thomas both say, like, how do you grow in the virtue of prudence? Well, by making prudent decisions. <laughs> how do you grow in like the virtue of courage by doing courageous things? There's a there's a practice to it. Yeah. Um, which I think is oftentimes neglected in the realm of our faith. Uh we don't just like magically grow in faith. Obviously, God's grace inspires us to want to grow in faith. He sculpts our heart and molds us. But there's a certain element to like the practice of the virtue of faith that is so necessary to our growing in it. Um, yeah, and 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 that that brings up the, the the further point, which is that practice takes time. Like you're not going to be like, okay, I need to be courageous by next week when I have to fight this bully. You know, like it. No, it takes time to of consistently making courageous choices or prudent choices or temperate choices. Uh, in order to grow in that virtue, just like you wouldn't expect someone who just picked up the saxophone to like be able to 
you know, wail out some incredible solo or like the, the Pink Panther theme or something like that, you know, like <laughs> it, it, it instantaneously, right? You know, you, you, you start with playing basic learning how to like just move your mouth, you know, and, and so like we shouldn't, we should recognize that the same thing is true with the life of virtue that you're not going to be, you know, Saint, uh, you know, Saint John Paul II overnight. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's true for, I, I find that fact encouraging mm-hmm. for me. Uh, spiritually, intellectually, um, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You don't learn an instrument all in one night. And, you know, the thing that I, I actually find consoling almost in like a backhanded compliment sort of way is that I remember back to when I was in like fourth grade first learning and I sounded like a dying goose. Um, <laughs> but everybody sounds like a dying goose for the first couple of years. And you kind of have to push through it and, you know, take baby steps. But the thing that really gets you through is having patience with yourself and the discipline to like, try, try again. If at first you don't succeed, okay, well, you played and you got maybe half of the notes, right? Okay. (laughs) Well, if you just throw in the towel and say like, I can't do it. Well, of course you can't do it. Like you can't do it. But I think all too often, like I find in my own heart, the challenge with, you know, like growing in a habit of prayer, one of the things that's most important um, is that, is that consistency, that discipline Mm -hmm. to really like dedicate you know, say like, this is the time I'm going to set aside for prayer. And then some days it's going to go wonderfully. Um, and you'll be like, wow, I've made real progress. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. some days it's not. I mean, even talking to my friends who are like the pros in the military bands here in DC, uh, <laughs> they'll be the first to line up and tell you that they have their good days and their bad days. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are people who do music as a job. Yeah, They have their highs and their lows. And, their, and it's the same thing for any great saint. Um, when you look at their their prayer life, they'll tell you, yeah, there's dry periods and there's periods that are really great. And like there are periods where I'm really attentive and then periods where I'm scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. And it's just the consistency of habit, the consistency of, you know, giving ourselves to it that ultimately bears fruit, opening of ourselves to God's grace. Yeah. And and I think having someone there to encourage you is important in that too, right? Because like when you're a little kid and you're learning the saxophone, your parents tell you that it's the most amazing thing they've ever heard, right? And that gives you the the strength and the courage to move forward and to continue practicing. But then also having a teacher who can help you. You know, it's it's very rare that you find people who are self-taught in an instrument, right? Like there's usually you take piano lessons or you take violin lessons or something like that. But having a teacher who can help instruct you and move you forward um, and point out things that you might not realize you're doing or stuff like that. That would seem to me to be pretty important, both in learning an instrument and, and the life of grace. Absolutely. You know, there was a movie that came out a few years ago that my siblings were all musicians. And so we went to see it all together, actually. It was mm-hmm. called August Rush. And I don't mean to rag on it. It's a nice movie for what it is. But there's a scene in it where this little kid, maybe 12 years old, mm-hmm. is sitting at a pipe organ mm-hmm. and he just like starts playing. <laughs> and like pulling out this and like an organ has it's like 50 instruments combined exactly we were all like how in the world does he know what things to play to make like the right sounds like he's never <laughs> seen one of these before and th- th- there is something to that like you absolutely need somebody to guide you and what's more important i would even springboard off of that i'm so glad you brought up like about lessons like we all need that's the reason we have the church community that's the mm-hmm. reason we have priests and spiritual mentors and spiritual directors and things like we encourage each other and build each other up in prayer but more importantly i would say that along with lessons one of the greatest ways to grow in musicianship is to listen to good recordings yeah yeah and i would say that Because, I mean, that's how you learn the technique of phrasing. That's how you learn the technique of sort of sculpting uh, what the music's supposed to sound like. And 
I got to tell you, like, there's a great analog there in the lives of the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what? How do we know, like, what to talk about that intimate relationship with God we want? Like, what? What are the words we try to put to this ineffable thing? Um, the lives of the saints that have gone before us. Like, if I want to learn to play jazz, I'm going to listen to Cannonball Adderley or Coltrane or you know somebody like that. If I want to learn to pray or to really grow in, if for instance, if I want to grow in the virtue of courage, well, I'm going to read St. Thomas more, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if I want to grow in prayer, Teresa of Avila, if I want to be like smart, I read St. Thomas Aquinas, that the saints, they have, um, <laughs> they're, they're basically like the masters that, you know, yeah. if we listen to them, if we follow them and imitate their example, we, we pick up the phrasing of their lives. We pick up the means by which we can more effectively communicate uh, what's going on in us in an interior way, but also we, you know, might pick up a few tricks of the trade too. Yeah. And, and, and it helps feed your life of prayer, like in a real way to, to have good spiritual reading in, in that way. And I guess the, the, the big crossover then, which, you know, if you want to kill two birds with one stone, both listening to great musical recordings and uh, fulfilling your faith life, uh, faith life is to listen to Kanye West's uh, Jesus is King album, because, you know, <laughs> it would seem like that would just, or Justin Bieber's new album, whatever. I, I don't know anything about Justin Bieber, but you know, like that, that, that seems like, you know, the pinnacle of musicianship and the pinnacle of spirituality, right? Well, I would say that we'd have a different conversation <laughs> at a different time uh, about what we mean by pinnacle and musicianship. <laughs> and, um, now that, that would be a different podcast for a different time, but I, I see where you're going with it. And I, I encourage you in that. <laughs> it's okay. I've never listened to either of those. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Father Rich, so much uh, for for joining us on uh, Catholic Bites uh, yet again. And uh, I wish we had some of your like saxophone music to play as our outro music. That'd be pretty tight. But um, if you happen to record something in the in the like in the next like five minutes, you know, <laughs> you can, or next time you're practicing, maybe we can get that to work out. Probably not. That we'll probably use our standard stuff. Um, cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and and thank you, uh, 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 Father Rich. And if you would like to. Um, Uh, Listen to more great Catholic talks from great Catholic speakers. You can find us at CatholicBitesPodcast.com. Catholic Bites is a product of Catholic Cast Media. And um, you can find us on iTunes, too, or on um, uh, uh, Spotify. We're in all those different podcasting places. Uh, Thank you, and God bless you.